SBR, the people's pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content right now, every single week. I'm Cliffy <laughs> Joe. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? Two-week streak. Two-week streak. It's nice. going good, right? <laughs> hey, started from the bottom, now we're here, all right? Back on that grind. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened, right? There's the ESPN NBA ranks have come out. Oh, boy. Shaking my head, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's not as egregious as in the past. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Today, we're going to talk about 21 to 30. We're Mm -hmm. getting there. This is halfway through our top 50 list. Again, this is based on projected impact for the upcoming season. It's value relative to other players and availability also matters. We also put this list together maybe a month ago. Right. Maybe longer than a month ago. Things have changed and a little bit. Things have changed. A Players have not, gotten not traded. Lot, things yeah. have gone on. But, you know, with sober mind, sometimes things kind of change a little bit. <laughs> That's true. We regret a little bit some of the things we've done. <laughs> feel, feel free to roast us, but we might roast ourselves. Uh, <laughs> but let's get right into it. Joe, number 30, we have our friend, <laughs> the cat. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Starting off with a bang here. Cat. Carl Anthony Towns. 21.85 on 50% shooting from the field. 37 from three. Weirdly, career low in points and rebounds. Who could have predicted that? Uh, second worst shooting splits. Oh. Um, I think they added a player this past season in... Rudy Gobert, and, oh. uh, you know, some analysts just thought that that would be the pairing that's going to carry this team to a, a conference finals or a finals appearance. Um, I think we at SBR, everyone here, everyone in the building, we yeah. all thought that this was not the greatest pairing and it wouldn't work out. We and, thought it was um, the worst trade, maybe, in the history of the NBA. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> they traded four first-round picks uh, and a pick swap. And Walker Kessler, who alone yeah. is who alone better than Rudy Gobert. To be better than Rudy Gobert, straight up, just straight up. And also, he's ascending while Gobert's obviously descending. Um, I don't know, Cliff. Uh, if anyone thinks Cat is too low at thirty, uh, I don't think you've watched Cat play or heard him talk. <laughs> <laughs> but which voice, Joe? <laughs> It, it, sometimes I, it's hard because like you, you hear different different voices that come out and you're like is this the same person <laughs> i've seen this um i've seen this i seen this guy on tiktok that he goes to mcdonald's and he he does like a girl's voice i don't know if you've ever seen this uh-uh. and he, just to like just to mess with them and then when he pulls up people are all shocked <laughs> i don't know maybe that's where Cat got his inspiration. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But in any case, um, he's at 30. What do, you, what do you think about this, Cliff? Cat just came out because he can't help himself. He said, women lie, men lie, but numbers don't lie. What? <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> what? What is he talking about? I imagine it's because of the flack that he's been getting for saying he's going to be remembered. He's the greatest shooting big man of all time. He changed the power forward position for good. 
Joe, what the heck why? is he talking about? <laughs> why? Why does he do this? Why? Just why? <laughs> what on earth is he talking about, dude? Like, what is this guy talking about? I don't know what he's, it is. He doesn't have like the best numbers of all time. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He's not LeBron James. Like he's out here talking like he's LeBron James. If LeBron James said, "Women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie," I'd be like, "All right, dude," because that guy's the king of numbers. Right? Nobody should argue with LeBron about putting up numbers because that man yeah. can put up numbers in his sleep he's gonna be 50 years old still playing up the 30 seven and seven <laughs> still averaging triple doubles okay because this guy can do it i believe that you yeah. know i don't think that's the greatest the main determinant of your greatness but if he were to say that hey cat i mean as he's great is cat well, kg uh, g- great is loose, loose uh, term. I, his, i'm sorry I, I said that wrong his numbers are are great is oh, what okay, i meant to okay. say yeah yeah, yeah. Not, okay well yeah. i shouldn't even say that because career wise he's it's already I... declining he's only 27 and he's already declining um i mean look at kg prime kg in minnesota oh prime kg 25 15 and five five assists you know in fantasy when you got kg you're like oh i'm set two <laughs> steals five two assists five assists from my power four position two steals two blocks great efficiency 80 I mean, percent from the f- from the yeah free throw he didn't line. have the threes he didn't have the, the threes field. but who cares he didn't have the threes but who cares? and then if you want to talk about a shooting big man i mean i don't even have to look at the numbers just dirk okay <laughs> just, just i'll just, <laughs> just say, say dirk. his name dirk all right and i say that and everybody's just like yeah dirk dirk is the one who changed the power forward position forever What's the guy talking about, Cliff? What is he talking about? My favorite part of this, when he says, women lie, men lie, but numbers don't lie. What number is he pointing to? <laughs> Play, playoff like, series wins, maybe? Like, is he pointing to his 37% three-point average I, this past season? I don't know. Like, like are you impressed by someone getting a B-minus? On their book report? (laughs) Hey, mom. Mom, women lie. Men lie, but B minus don't lie. (laughs) B minus don't lie. It's like, what? What? I don't know. Are you impressed by this? By the way, Dirk, career 38% three-point shooter. Carl Anthony Towns, at the moment, he's career 39.5. I see. Dirk played till he was 40. (laughs) Okay, like... He's got some yeah, – he shot 31% from three in his last season. I mean, you know. But – and does that even matter? Like, I is that revolutionizing the position? I, I don't no. think so. No, revolution, revolutionizing it is doing it in the first place. You could say Rasheed Wallace maybe revolutionized the position. Mm. Like, Well, he of, helped. He, I mean, you've got to give Dirk that, that credit. You know, before he's him, the greatest. Yeah, there was no star power forward who yeah. was really like a stretch for. Yeah, you know, yeah, because you always had like the Mimetto curves, or you know, there were always some guys who yeah. were throwing up some threes, like big men. But uh, you know, Dirk is obviously the one who who did it. He is the one, right? He invented whether that he position. was the exact first one to do it, but right. he was one of the originals. Right, so he's like in the mix for one yes. of the originals, and he is the greatest, the greatest of it, the greatest, the goat of that. Yet, cat 
Is he even top 10? Is he no. even top 10? He hasn't even been top. I mean, Dirk was an MVP, and he has one of the greatest finals runs of all time, 2011. Yeah. The body bags, you know, of that season. Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. That is all-timers. That's an all – that's a freaking all-time list right there, okay, that he yep. took down. And don't forget, you guys, how good Brandon Roy was before his knees, you know, gave out on him. And Cat has and, and and Cat's never even won a playoff series, Cliff. <laughs> he hasn't even sniffed the MVP conversation. This guy's never even been a top ten player. <laughs> he's been he's going on his ninth season now. Tenth season? What is he? Ninth season? He's, he's going, going on, on his, ninth. He's nice. going on his ninth season, and he's never been a top ten player. And this guy's saying that he's revolutionized the power forward position. By the way, we didn't even mention Tim Duncan. Okay, I, Tim Duncan is the the true goat of power forward. True. I didn't even mention him because you know I, it's not as relevant for what Cat's talking about. I guess the numbers, but I mean, Cat is not even in the top. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. Is he a top? 30 all-time power forward. That, I mean, I put Elton Brand over him, and that's going <laughs> far down. That's it's digging, going far that's down. Digging pretty deep. So, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, to me, the other thing is, like, why go after this title? Like, why? Right? As opposed to, I just want to be the greatest player or greatest big man greatest greatest like you got to caveat it all the way down right yeah that makes you very <laughs> limited you know it's like okay anybody can have a guinness world yeah. record of anything right yeah. it's like okay who cares who really cares <laughs> i right? just want to be the greatest power forward in minnesota who won a three-point <laughs> shooting championship who that lives in <laughs> minneapolis yeah but also has a house in California. Like, what? Like, why does was, it matter? Who was a three-time All-Star only. <laughs> I don't want to be more than three-time All-Star. Who never was in the MVP conversation. That's what I want to be. I want to be the but greatest of that like, category of player. Even this specific, like, I want to be the greatest three-point shooting. Not, not I want to be. I'm the greatest three-point shooting big man. Sure. Right? Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like. Are like is it really that big of a thing? Like Matt no. Bonner, <laughs> Vlad Radmanovich, you know, Vlad Rad, like Ryan Love Anderson, Rad. Channing Fry, like oh, who Channing cares? <laughs> who cares? Davis Bertans, who cares? Mm. Mm. Like, That's like you want to be the best of that group? Gr- sure, great, okay, yeah, but who cares really? What's crazy is that he might not even like when all said and done, he might not even be this for this generation. <laughs> it's pretty sad. I mean, he probably wasn't gonna be if if Boogie Cousins just never got hurt. Oh, Boogie! But imagine like he just declines on the same slope, and then KP somehow stops getting injured and is like ascends to this level. He's had that'd a be, really good preseason. That'd be crazy. And then Joe. he's not even this then. <laughs> 
Cat, of course, of course, is the uh-huh. Konohamaru of the NBA. The yep. little brother that's always around, that's like feels entitled to be the Hokage because his yep. grandfather was the Hokage. He's got good lineage, number one draft pick. He's got all the makings, right, in the future. But all of a sudden, he thinks he can compete right now with Naruto. He could compete right away. He's just as smart, just as good, just as capable, just as tough for yep. whatever reason. I don't know why. Eternal little brother. But I don't want to hate on Konohamaru too much because he eventually becomes capable. <laughs> you know, turns into a very capable ninja. Cat just cat this guy just talks too much, man. Like if he didn't talk this much, by the way guys, we, we I mean he's a t- top 30 player in the NBA. We're hating on him because he talks so much. <laughs> he's a great player. Look, I mean he's he's a good player. He's a good he's not a great player. He's a good player. He's got good, good numbers. But you see what what Minnesota's doing, and uh, again, I still employ, employ New Orleans and Minnesota to swap Cat and Zion. Hmm. Yeah, Maybe. it'll be good for both. It'll be good for both. Zion and Ant, though, I don't, I don't know. I mean, both of them aren't going to do anything, right? Yeah, so just... a lot of a lot of bulldozing, a lot of dunks, a lot of dunks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dunks. All right, Joe, let's move on. Number 29, we got Damantas Sabonis. Yeah, a couple we'll just roll through here. But Sabonis, 19-12-7, 62% shooting. He's been 19-12 and 12 for four seasons. But he's uh, <laughs> led the so league consistent. in rebounds, career high in assists, helped this team go to the playoffs. I mean, they traded him for Halliburton at the time, I think, didn't really understand what the Kings were doing. But, hey, we're wrong. They got some yeah. shooters. They got Herter. Keegan Murray turned out to be a great rookie, and they I like what they they did with their team. And so Sabonis, so just super solid guy. He's basically like what Vooch should be, yeah, like what Vooch could be and should be. But he's like Vooch, but just with like more toughness, a little Actual bit more playmaking ability, yeah, a little more like real life, uh, pragmatic, usable ability, and um, leads to wins. So give him credit. I know he didn't have the best playoffs. Yeah. You know, but um he's not a he's not a one guy. Obviously, he's not a number one guy. Yeah. You know, he's he's a second guy. Um he does need to step up a little in the playoffs, but I mean, 29, I think this is this is right where he deserves to be. Again, Sacramento didn't make the playoffs since X-Men Dark Phoenix was introduced <laughs> into the theaters, okay? The first one. The first one. The last stand. You're talking about the last last stand. The last stand, not Dark Phoenix, (laughs) but the first time they did Phoenix with Jean Grey. Good. Look, Sabonis, model of consistency, solid as they come, the Stanley Hudson of the NBA. Uh, (laughs) Why don't we have him higher? Because he's capped, right? He's capped. He's capped as the second best player on the team. He's capped. Yeah. His his ceiling is like 25. If he plays a little better in the playoffs this year. We'll move him up to 25, but he can't be much higher than that. And if I had to guess, he'll be 19 and 12 this season, too. (laughs) Yep. Get him in fantasy. He's great in fantasy. Joe, number 28, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. 24-8-6 on 48% shooting, career high in PPG and assists per game. Oh, my God. After post Kawhi, we were kind of both thinking it's over for this guy. You know, I don't know because Kawhi left, and then he had this like uh, he had kind of an ascendancy and then a decline. 
yeah. like a massive decline. And they kind of collapsed, and he had this, yeah, they did. you know, and they did. you know, you thought, oh man, this is tough, right? Coming off a champion, yep. moving up, and then you're kind of moving down, and then you thought, yep. all right, maybe he'll never get another All Star because people were yep. so high on him, and he disappointed That's what I thought. people. That's what I thought too. But give him credit yeah. because he was great last season. He was yeah. quietly very good. Mm-hmm. People weren't really talking a lot about him. No. Um, but I think he, yeah, he deserves to have that credit back for the championship. I think a lot of people were just like, oh, this is yeah. Kawhi. Kawhi yeah. did everything and these guys <laughs> all suck. You know, like that. But give him some credit back, you know. He's a great player. He, he has the potential to become a great player. He can still move up, I yeah. think, if he gets better. And he's still pretty young. So, um, 28. Again, I feel like this is solid. This is... This is where he belongs. I agree. It's it's really, really good, right? And now he's one of the trade targets for contending teams, as he should be, because he could really bring something. He's not a real he's not a deterrent, right? He can mm. always bring something to the table. Yes. Is he gonna be your best player? No. Is he gonna be Probably your second not. best player? Maybe. Your third best player? That's a really good person to have your third best player. I, I think he can be a two. Yeah, I think he could be a two, a solid two. Yeah, you know, not the he, best two, but a he's solid proved two. it. He's proved it. All right, that was twenty-eight. Number twenty-seven, maybe a surprise to some. James Harden. James Harden. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll we'll stick on this one a little bit more. But twenty-one, six, eleven on forty-four percent shooting. He won the assist title. Uh, it's been five years since he was averaging thirty-six ppg. Cliff. <laughs> 36 jeez um over two years and 23 games harden is 19 on just under 40 percent shooting in the playoffs in philly oh man that's 19 in the playoffs (laughs) 19 points per game in the playoffs i guess yeah I mean, That's... it's not that much of a drop because he's 21 points per game in the regular season, but 40% shooting. Yeah, under 40% shooting in the playoffs. Ugh. I mean, we all we all know Harden's playoff issues. He's had issues pretty much throughout his career in the playoffs, going all the way back to OKC yeah. in the finals. He was in great the in the conference finals, but in the finals, it was terrible. That was the beginning um, uh, of the yips, and he has never gotten <laughs> over those yips. And now Harden is in divorce court with Daryl yep. Morey. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's doing the sh- the double. That was his up. bestie. That was his boy. They were one and one together. Yeah, unfortunately, Harden. Look, Harden is still an uber talented, skilled player. He is very capable in the regular season. He's very capable in the playoffs through three quarters, usually. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, in the first round, in the first round, he gets the yips like, you know, I mean, it's unavoidable. It's we've seen it too many times. Anyone who's still arguing about that. We had some people coming at us a couple of years ago about that. And it's like, dude, I mean, you just haven't watched this guy then. Like, you got to go back and see some of his performances. But Cliff, ESPN has James Harden at 43. Jeez. 43. He fell 32 spots. Now, they had him at 11 the previous season. Now, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had him <laughs> that high. We never obviously. put him that high. But he fell 32 spots. Wow. The um, classic 
classic overcorrection. Overcorrection. Yep. Like, this guy burned me so bad last year for this thing. I'm going to punish him and put him at 43. Yep. 43? James Harden? Yeah, James who Harden. Has, who is very accomplished in his own right. Former MVP. Like, took Golden State to – the the super Golden State to one win away from the NBA Finals. Yep. Like, he is very accomplished. 36 points per game. I, I don't care who you are. Right, we know he has three moves, but he ab- abused those three <laughs> oh, moves. Oh, he's so good at those three moves. So good to get thirty-six points per game. Okay, he's not worse than Cat. <laughs> okay, wait, Cliff. Here's the thing, because I look, people are probably like, "Oh, the thirty-six points per game—that was so long ago." He it led was. the league in assists last season. Last season, <laughs> last he won se- the assist crown. So people being like, oh, so anyone who's saying like, oh, that's like, that's old James. That's so long. Yes. Is he the same as he was five seasons ago? No, of course not. He has declined from his height, but his height was the best player in the league. Height. You know, like top three player in the league during the regular season, at least. Uh Uh Right. So yes, when he was averaging 36 points per game, five seasons ago, he was like in the top three conversation every season. Yeah. You know, for like three, four seasons in a row. And is he that? No, obviously he's not that. He's not a top 10 player. He's not even a top 20 player. But you're telling me there's 42 players in the NBA better than James Harden? Guys like Randall? (laughs) Yeah, you're telling me. You know, Clay Thompson. You're going to put Clay Thompson over James Harden after last season? I love Clay. I love Clay, but he did not have a good season last season. Evan Mobley? You'd rather have Evan Mobley than James Harden? You'd rather have DeMar DeRozan than James Harden? I'm going through the ESPN list now. Zach Levine? I know James is proud of this, even though most people, like, roll their eyes at this. But James Harden has never missed the playoffs in his entire career. Never. That's huge. Okay. Kobe's missed the playoffs. LeBron's missed the playoffs. LeBron's missed the playoffs. I mean, you got all-time greats who have missed the playoffs. That's Zach Levine's huge. been to what? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's barely – he barely knows what the playoffs are. The reason why we trash on James Harden is not because he's not a good player. It's because people have been comparing him to the greatest of all time players, right? Yes. And for you to be greatest of all time players, you got to win titles and he shrinks in the moments. We know this. He has the yips. We know this, but it's not he he's won playoff series before. Yes. He has. He has. He's got he has. He's gotten he to has. the conference finals. He, he he's hit big shots in playoffs before. He he's done it before. It's not yeah. like he hasn't done it. Mm. But it's it's when you get to the top of the top, it's narrow edges, right? Yes, yes. You have to nitpick. Once you get to that level and you're at that top tier and people are comparing you to Kobe yes. Bryant and Correct. people are saying, you know, you are a better scorer than Kobe right, Bryant. Right. Like right, once right, right. you get to that level, okay, and people are putting you in the conversation with Dwayne Wade and Michael Jordan and, you know, the top yeah. shooting guards of all time. Once right. you get there, then you start nitpicking, okay? It's the same thing with LeBron. I have to say, because we nitpick LeBron a lot, but that's only because he is being pushed as the GOAT so much. 
Yeah. If people, if if there was consensus in the whole world that LeBron James is the second greatest basketball player of all time, I don't think I would hate on LeBron at all. Or and, if people were saying LeBron was not a top ten player. Exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say next. If there was, if everybody was saying LeBron James is not even a top, f- even top five. If yeah. people were saying LeBron James is not a top five player all time, and everybody was saying that. Then I would be just like beating the, the LeBron James drum, because I would be like, "There's you no way to. you can look at this guy and be like, you he's not top five all time. That's yeah. ridiculous." Okay, it's look ridiculous. at his record. Look at how many times he's been in the playoffs. How many times he went to the finals? How many championships he has? Look at his numbers. Look at his longevity. Like there's so many arguments for him, because it depends who you're comparing him to. Yeah. Exactly. If you're comparing him only to Michael Jordan, he's got a lot of flaws. Right. <laughs> I have to say, he's got plenty of flaws. But if you start comparing him to the guys in the 5 to 10 range, you're comparing him to Shaq, you're comparing him to, you know, Tim Duncan. Wilt. Wilt. Yeah. You know, a Duncan, lot of these guys, Burr. all of a sudden, it's like, hey, there's a lot of things you can say. Hakeem, you know, like Kobe, the guys in that range. Magic. Even Kareem, Kobe. Even Kareem. Yeah, even Kareem. Like, they're, they all have flaws. You yeah. know, they have all had failures. And so yeah. there are a lot of things to bring up. Once you're, I mean, you put Harden in the 40 to 50 range. I mean, gosh, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's better than all these guys. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he was 20, 21. They got Paolo Bancaro at 30, Cliff. ESPN is Paolo Bancaro, who I love, by the way, okay? I love him. I wanted to put him in our top 50. This guy went from freaking 82 <laughs> to 30 <laughs> based on his rookie season where he had, like, a decent season. I mean, he, it was, like, not it's the greatest season worse ever. numbers than Harden. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably going to have worse, Harden, worse numbers than Harden again this season. Depending and on what, how the And goes. what, the Magic are going to make a deep run all of a sudden? Like, they're going to make the playoffs? They're going from the dregs of the NBA to... I, I, I just... I, I, I will tell it. you, it doesn't matter what team James Harden is about to be on. He's going to make the playoffs. He's going to make the playoffs. He's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. If you traded him to Detroit, he'll make the playoffs. Yeah. You trade him for Bancaro. <laughs> and the magic yeah, will make the playoffs. Yeah, the magic will make the playoffs. And That's how good of a player he is. Yeah, I'm shocked Bancaro, that this is how we're doing. I'm shocked that we're doing this. But like the, the fo- outside forces make us do this. <laughs> yeah, pair him with Franz and, you know, give him those young guys. Give him Markel. I mean, they'll, they'll do something. Dude, they'll, they'll dominate. They'll do so well. <laughs> they'll do so well. Oh, gosh. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, why, I mean, that's what you, ESPN, that's what you have me do. You have me on the freaking soapbox defending James Harden right now. <laughs> that's how crazy you are. Oh, man. Even though he was like, I'm never playing for Daryl Morey again. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> Doesn't show up to media day like he should. Like, like he said he would. Then joins training camp. What? Why are you there? Uh, <laughs> and his teammates are like, he's here uh, with us. He's here in the trenches. I'm like, what? Dude, what Philly, is happening? Look, Philly's a bad organization. 
I'm sorry. Okay, you did the tanking thing. Sam Hinkie, that didn't work. You got Daryl Morey. You had Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons comes to camp, and he's doing weird stuff. Yeah, Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc Rivers. Like, it's just all the things. Nothing made a ton of sense. It hasn't made sense. It hasn't been good. Markel Fultz, you you messed up Markel. You destroyed this kid. Like, you ruined him. And then he went to Orlando, and he kind of rehabbed. And it's just... He's coming uh, back from despair. It, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, James Harden. Number 27. All right. Number 25 and 26. I want to talk about them together. We got Mikel Bridges and Tyrese Halliburton. Hmm. Both these guys, great numbers the yes. past season in Brooklyn and Indiana. Uh, Brooklyn made the playoffs on the back of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They, they snuck in. And Indiana... 35 wins. Tyrese Halliburton has zero playoff appearances. And, you know, the team that traded him made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so both these guys were in FIBA. And both these guys were on the team that did not medal. They didn't sure. even get bronze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, are they fool's gold? Or are they the real deal, or do we need this season to find out? I think Mikhail's too high. You love Mikhail. I love Mikhail. <laughs> the reason I'll, the reason Mikhail's at 25 is because Cliff loves Mikhail. Okay, I we have Mikhail. to – there's only a committee of two here. <laughs> so we got to average it out. You know, we got to pick our battles. Half the people in the building think he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pick the battles. Okay, guys. I would – if it were up to me, I would put Mikhail lower. He'd be in the 30s for me. But I do – look, I, I, he's got great athleticism. I, we don't really know what Mikhail is. I'll say that. He barely stepped into a star-type role. He's yeah. just learning what that is. It was like 30 games. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't give him any blame for what happened to Team USA. In fact, I don't really give any of the players any blame. None of these guys were stars. Mm. Like, who was the star on the team? Like, they're all young guys. And none yeah. of them have won. Yeah. You know, people were hating on Ingram. People were hating on Ant. What? Like, what have they done to, to make you think they were going to be able they're, to they're win winners. This, <laughs> yeah, to win this worldwide tournament. Like, what have they done in their entire careers so far? And Halliburton, like you said, this guy's even been to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, look, I'm higher on Halliburton than I am on McHale. I think McHale's going to be – like, he's a solid two, in my opinion. He is okay. not a number one guy. I don't think okay. he can be a number one guy. I think as a number one guy, he is less than the Brad Beal tier of player, mm-hmm. which is Brad Beal as a one is basically like you're probably not going to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where McHale's at in my book. Mm-hmm. Halliburton, on the other hand, I think Halliburton is kind of like Dallas Steve Nash right now. Oh. That's what he reminds me of. I feel like he can be a great player. He has extremely high IQ. He's a very good passer. Very He's good. a good shooter. Mm-hmm. If you give him the right guy. Because Steve Nash is not a 1. He's like a 1A type player. Right? Yeah. He needs a 1B, though, to be like something. right? And he was with Dirk, and that was amazing, too. But Dirk was the 1A. And Nash was the 1B. And in that situation, it didn't really – he wasn't shining as much. Once he became the 1A, but they put the right team around him in Phoenix. But they put Amari next to him? 
yeah, Amari. Once he got Amari, it was just like it was lights out, right? And he had, of course, Matrix, and he had Joe Johnson, and they had, you know, they had a lot of crazy. Roger they had a Bell, lot of great role Boris players. Yeah, you surround them with the right players. To me, Miles Turner, he's he's not he's like a four to me. He's not a number one guy. He's not a number two guy. He's not even a number three guy. He's basically a role player. He yeah. is, you know, he's like a go bear. He's like a oh, that no. type guy. And people oh, need no. not, not like I don't mean he's he's detrimental to his team like Gobert is, but I think people think Gobert is like a number two guy, and that's the problem I have with Gobert. I see. Yeah, it's if if Gobert is your fourth best guy and everybody knows that, and you don't have to create minutes for Gobert. You're like, hey, some games you'll play twenty minutes. Some games you'll play like 30 minutes. Game script depends whether we want you out there or not. That's fine. Then I think Gobert is extremely useful if you're just like, hey, play defense, rebound. But if you think like, oh, we're paying a lot of money. We got to get this guy. He's like our second superstar. That's stupid. Yeah. You know, and I think people have tried to treat Miles Turner like that, like for his whole career. Because he led the league in blocks a couple times because like he can shoot threes a little bit. But Halliburton needs, like if you had Halliburton with Ant... I think that would be a crazy good pairing. Like that type of player. Or Zion. If Zion could stay healthy and then you paired Halliburton with him, like something like that, if he was on that kind of team, I feel like he would lead the league in assists, you know, give him a couple shooters. But I just, this he needs another guy. He needs another star to be alongside him. But Mikhail, though, 26 points per game. 48% in Brooklyn. The dude was balling. And the thing I like about him, and I always look at this, is the intangibles. Like, he he makes that Brooklyn culture now, right? Well, he's he, got great he, D, and he's a good guy. He's a good guy, fun guy. They asked him who his favorite player was growing up, and he said, and he laughed, and he said, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, the irony. And it's just like the the funny stuff, you know, things like that. And I am high on Mikael Bridges. I think he's going to do just as well this season. The question is, do they have anything that's going to resemble anything, right? It, to me, this team is just too trash. There's like, yeah. what, what do you have? What do you have next to you? Nothing. Cam Thomas. So, so he <laughs> – Cam Thomas, that's true. He is – he is the bench goat. Uh, he is the <laughs> preseason goat. Preseason goat. <laughs> the crunch, the, not the crunch time, the garbage time goat. Garbage time goat. Um, <clears throat> the everyone sitting out, the <laughs> the resting goat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have nothing, right? So I don't even know what Mikel needs to be paired with. Uh, but I'm really hoping that he becomes a star. That's that's the hope. We'll Dude, see. put put Halliburton and Mikhail together. <laughs> Woo! You know what? Unfortunately, they were, and with Ant, and they didn't win the bronze medal. <laughs> now that's that's a different story. That's a whole different story that I don't think people realize. You know, the best players are on the other teams, right? Like that's yeah. the thing that I, it's like yeah. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, it's like they're just assuming yeah, being was American. There. It's like being American means you're the. It's like no, the best players in the NBA aren't American. It's Jokic, it's it's Luka Doncic, it's Giannis. None of those guys are American. So no. it's like ridiculous. Yeah. All right, let's go number twenty four, Joe. Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie. 
it pains me to see Kyrie outside the top 20, knowing that if this were just purely on talent and skills, he would be top he'd be, five. He'd be, he'd be top five. Easy. If it was based on skills, and, he'd be one. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, 27, 5, and 6 on 51% shooting. I mean, dude's been putting up numbers. Yeah. Like, for whatever people want to say about Kyrie, when he's on the court, yeah. he's been 27, 5, 6 on 50% shooting for four seasons. Four, four seasons! <laughs> 27, 5, and 6. Just for reference, guys, Kobe has zero seasons of 27, 5, and 6 at 50% shooting. Uh, problems, of course, are all the intangibles. Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. said, he you, loved know the, you know, the presser. He said, he said it was planned from ages ago. It was, it was preordained, Cliff. It was predestined that he would end up in Dallas. He learned from LeBron. He took some, <laughs> he took some tips from LeBron. From before the creation of the world, he knew he was going to be in Dallas. Uh, I mean, he was he, he was happy to be in Brooklyn, and he was gonna happy to be in Boston. He was gonna be there forever, and then Brooklyn, he was gonna be there forever, and then now Dallas, he's supposed to be there forever. Cliff, I, man, I don't know, man. He just nobody knows what Kyrie wants. Nobody knows who Kyrie is. Kyrie doesn't know who Kyrie is. It's just it's crazy. There, I don't think there's ever been a player whose intangibles have messed them up. As like material. So much. Yeah. Who's like a player who's been this good at basketball, who has such bad self-awareness and leadership that he is just wrecking himself. You know, like self-destructing without a woman problem, without a drug problem, without, you know what I'm saying? Like without some other outside disastrous force, it's kind of just... Like his the own way he, doing. Yeah, it's just like not yeah, a gambling problem. This is not a Miles know, Bridges situation. Yeah. <clears throat> no, well, exactly. Yeah, this is not some kind of criminal, is, illegal, yeah. abuse thing. It's just like, I it's don't know. It's closer to the Stefan Marbury situation. Yes, yes. It is very close to Stefan Marbury. That was actually the one player I was kind of thinking of. But, I mean, Kyrie should be this generation's Allen Iverson, but unfortunately he's more like... What is he? What is yeah, he? Yeah, Joe. To me, he's like Walter White. Mm. All right, you know, it's just meth at the end of the day. But to him, it's like the purest art form ever created. <laughs> and he also lived this dual life, okay, where the Walter White part mm. is just the front. When he's talking in the press and doing mm. all this stuff, it's just the front, you know. But then all of a sudden, he's Heisenberg, right? But unfortunately, he's not Heisenberg just to the opposition. He's Heisenberg to everybody. Mm. You know, he lets Jane die. He uses ricin on Brock. Even Asak <laughs> Durant couldn't save Kyrie, you know? <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, he got – he had to be off at some point. I mean, I like it, Cliff. I, I like that he's self-destructive and destructive to the people around him. Yep. And like you say, it's just And he's meth. a genius. He's a it's genius, right? He's it's a genius. Just an, it's just an addictive drug. But, but it's just meth. It's just basketball, okay, man? But it's like the purity, right? Yeah. But Gale yeah. understands. 99% pure. Pure. Okay, he needs Gale. That's right. He needs, he needs Gale. Maybe that's the solution. But here's the thing, Cliff. To me, actually, he needs his Jesse. He, to me, Kyrie thinks he's Walter White from Breaking Bad. Yeah. But he's actually Walter Blanco from Metastasis. 
What is that? Metastasis. It's the Colombian word-for-word remake of Breaking Bad in Spanish. Which is basically a Breaking Bad telenovela. Mm. Imagine all the great scenes from Breaking Bad. Some that you just referenced, right? Yeah. But just with really bad color grade. Mm. And really over-the-top acting and in mm. Spanish. And it's all medium close-up shots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that weird it's that weird thing where you feel like something's wrong with your TV. It's like, the, it's, <laughs> it's like things look a little too like it's on the sports mode. You know what I mean? And that's basically it. They remade the Breaking Bad in mode. Spanish. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> when you go to Best Buy and you're like, what the freak is wrong with this movie? Like, they're showing Top Gun Maverick, but it looks so weird. It doesn't look right. It's, like, so smooth. It's, like, too smooth. It's too smooth. And that's what it is, you know? Kyrie's too smooth. It look. It just doesn't look right, Cliff. It just... He thinks he's Walter White. So in his head, he's, like, doing the scenes, you know? I am the one who knocks. You know, he's, like, do, he's acting it out. But, you know, to everyone else, that's not what it looks like. It's the Spanish version. Sorry, I don't know Spanish. So, I don't know. Oh, if you teed that up, that would have been. I don't know what the line is. I should have looked it up. I don't know. I don't know. You're so unlocking. Oh, gosh. Apologies. Apologies to our Spanish speaking listeners. Please message us what the light is. But, um, he, look, he thinks he's Kobe. Yeah. He thinks he's Kobe. He's not Kobe. You know, even with the exact same script, even with the word for what, because that's what it is, this show, it's exactly the same. It's the same script. Even with the coaching. Even with everything, even with all the right kind of things put in place, apparently little things like work ethic, like leadership. You know, like the culture you create, like the persona, those things matter a lot, a lot more, to be honest, than I even realized that they did. Because I thought Kyrie would be able to overcome with just his basketball ability. But if he doesn't change his personality, like not his personality, that's not the right, but his, like his intangibles, if he doesn't work on those things, unfortunately, he's going to be one of the most tragic like tragically like a tragic waste of talent basically yep of all time he's going to be probably the most tragic waste of ability of all time <sighs> it's sad it's really sad all right let's go to number 23 fan favorite of here jalen brown <laughs> jalen Jalen Brown, 27-7-4 on 49% shooting, career high in points, rebounds, assists, and field goal percentage, but also career high in turnovers. We we know why. <laughs> he was 23-6-3 in the playoffs, 50% shooting, uh, which is great, but just a lot of turnovers. <laughs> a lot of turnovers. The dreaded left hand. Oh, no. There it is. <laughs> just four some lefts. Uh, I didn't want to believe it, Cliff. You know, when all the analysts were being like, just force him left, I'm like, come on. He can, he can dribble left-handed. Man, this guy cannot eight dribble turnovers left-handed. against Miami in that final game. Oh, man. Jimmy had his number. Gosh. 
But here's the here's the reason why we love him. You know, because him and Tatum averaged basically the same amount of clutch points, except Jalen was forty three percent in the in crunch time, and Tatum was thirty five percent last season. Right? He's clutch. He's just as good to us. He's always been like the Dwight and Andy Bernard in the office, right? Both seemingly Mm. bringing the same type of chaos and duplicative and competitive nature. But ultimately, if they were able to find the right spots, you know, Andy becomes the manager first. But once he relinquishes it, the real office starts with Dwight being the manager. That's what we thought. Or that's what I thought, really. But it seems as though because of that left hand, it's it's never going to pan out. It's never going to pan out. So now I'm thinking maybe they do need a divorce. Dribble up. Dribble up. It's a good app. <laughs> All right, Joe. Let's go Dribble. number 22. Smart basketball. It tracks your dribbling. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, 25, 6'6 six, six on 48% shooting. Uh, but he played only 45 games. He's on a four-year decline in games played. That is not a good sign, especially for Brandon Ingram, who we know he's he's got the slider body type. He's got the Kevin Durant body type. Everybody's always been worried about yep. his durability, and unfortunately, yep. it seems like in seven years, he's played over 62 games only one time his rookie season. Yeah. <laughs> so that is not timing. good. He's had one playoff appearance. Um, yeah, he's got the talent. I think he, I, I've always liked his talent. He was mm-hmm. underutilized playing alongside LeBron James. As soon as he Boom. left, elevated Boom. to all-star caliber player. Uh, just yep. immediately, right? Yep. Like, put the ball MIP. in his hands. and uh, Yeah, and even in the playoffs uh, against Phoenix, man, he was awesome. He was balling. Yeah, and a lot balling. of times he looked like the best player on the court. You know, and so you got to give him credit. Um, I think he's still trying to figure it out a little bit. I don't think Ingram is like a top 10 guy. I don't think he's able to ever crack that. He just, he just doesn't quite have, I don't know if it's the mentality or just kind of the killer instinct. You know what I mean? Like something is just not quite there, but I think he could be a top 20 guy, fringe top 20 guy for like his whole career. If he can just stay healthy. Yeah, I see it. I mean, I think this is kind of his final chance to prove he's like a real mm. threat, right? Mm. Coming in here. It's, he's, it's, this is going to be his eighth season. Yeah. Like, he's got to prove he's worth something, you know? He really struggled with Team USA because he couldn't find his role, and Austin Reeves outplayed him. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's a tough pill to swallow. So, he was ninth a, on the team in scoring. That's a good – that right there is a good case study of – what mentality, like how much mentality can affect a player? Do you know mm. what I mean? Because Ingram has always kind of been a little too passive. He's yeah. always been a little too like deferring and trying yeah. to find his spot. But it's like, man, if you're Brandon Ingram, especially on that team, you got to just assert yourself and be like, yeah. hey, I'm like the best player out here. Yeah. You know, like I, you guys got to like lean on me, like give me the ball, get out the way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think if he had that, uh, he doesn't have it. I don't think he has that. If he had that, he would be like a top 10 player, I think. He's never reached for the brass ring. Never. Yeah. Never, 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 never. That's the problem. And Joe, rounding it out, <clears throat> Trey Young at number 21. Trey, 
Ice Tray 26, 310 on uh, splits 40, 43 and 33. His worst shooting split since his rookie season. Back to back first round exits. Uh, he showed up this time to average 29 and 10, but on 40% shooting. Yeah. And um, look, I, look, I love Trey. Okay? Ice Trey. Yeah. He is because he steps up. That's the thing about Trey, right? Like he misses a lot of shots when they don't matter. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when people are cussing him out, yeah. <laughs> right? All of us, when the crowd has turned against him, when they put him in that villain role, and it's crazy because crowds feel like, all right, we can do it now because we're safe. We're up. Yeah. And then he just turns it on. That yeah. fuels him. That's what I love about frigid inside. Oh, he gets my frigid gosh. inside. I mean, he could be three for 20 in a game. And when it's time and you turn it on like that, he just starts hitting deep threes. He just starts hitting every floater. He starts hitting every layup. And so I love Trey's mentality. I don't think the numbers tell the story when it comes to Trey. You yeah. know, he is one of those guys that transcends his numbers. He's I think he's better than his numbers. It's weird in Atlanta because he's had a, issues you know, with, with management and all that. And I don't love the fit with DeJounte Murray. But I, I love Trey, and I think he deserves to be here. He He's the one to me that gives me Allen Iverson vibes. Like mm. the guy that's small, that yeah. somehow overcomes his size, that has bad shooting splits, but scores rampantly, and they matter. Yes. The scoring matters. There are just like certain guys where your makes matter more than your misses. Mm-hmm. Right? That's Allen Iverson. It's like he can miss a lot, but man, when he makes it, it's just – it's kind of bad. It's momentum you know building. I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. It builds momentum. And he could get – he could score in bunches. Yeah. Right? And that is exact. I love that comparison. That's exactly how Trey is. Like all, all his points matter to his team. It gets them pumped up. He has huge like long threes. You know, it's almost like the Steph effect a little bit. It builds momentum on the team. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it propels them to wins. I mean, in the playoffs – they have overachieved largely. Many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They've overachieved. I mean, just in general. Because, I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to get out of the first round. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, but they, they win games. They're, like, beating Boston. You know, like, it's crazy how he's able to do these things. He's been to an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that is insane. That is insane to just destroy Philly. Like, he just won the series mentally that year. Yeah. And it's exactly. just, yeah, that's incredible. So you gotta give him, you gotta give him credit. Yeah, I, I definitely give him credit. I, I, I have always loved Trey. I think he's great. I just, sadly for me, I feel like, I don't know if he can ever win. I don't think he could ever win. I think at at his the the height to me, like the blueprint is like an Allen Iverson, right? Where he right. wills his way, Seem, similar to how we got to that conference finals, he wills his way to the finals, right? Yeah. As one of the last two teams, but just there's just so much more talent elsewhere, and he doesn't like Allen Iverson. I feel like he thrives most when his team is bad. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Versus pairing him with a Melo or you know those kinds of things, where it's it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. But the thing is, I would have said already before Trey made that run that a player like that can never make a run like that. Mm. But then he did it. Yeah. <laughs> but then he did it. 
So, I mean, if you're in the right spot and the guys around you are just, like, choking just enough, you know what I mean? Like, the other yeah. team is collapsing yeah. just enough to crack the window open, and yeah. you're a Trey Young where you have just uber confidence, and you're like, I don't care. I'm going to freaking bust yeah. through that that crack. Yeah. You know, then – I don't know. I'll give him a – I mean, I don't think it's a high likelihood, right? But I give him, like, a 10% shot. Yeah. You know why? It's because Jimmy also makes us believe. Those two, those two guys make you believe anything can happen in the East, especially. Dude, I'd love a Jimmy Trey Eastern Conference Finals. That would be crazy. where no one's collapsing and it's guys stepping up. Oh, that would be crazy. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. So that's twenty-one to thirty. You know, Joe, we talked about this, right? Like the theme of forty-one to fifty was like availability, right? Mm-hmm. The theme from thirty to forty was flawed. I think the theme from 21 to 30 is underachieving. Mm. Underachieving, right? Like, it doesn't fit perfectly. None of these all fit perfectly. But the theme, you got the Hardens, the Kyries, the Cats, mm. the C.A. Occam's, the Halliburton's, like the Jalen Browns. Like, mm. it's Brandon Ingram's, right? They're, the talent is there. They all can do it. But it just... Something. I'm going to say – I'm going to go slightly different. I'm going to say it's mentality. Mm. I'm going to say it's mentality. It Again, mm. it doesn't apply to everybody, right, especially right. not Trey. But I think after Trey and maybe Jalen, besides those guys, everybody else just has Struggles something. with some kind of mentality. Yeah, some kind of mentality thing that if they were to, able to shift it, I feel like mm. it would not push them, you know, propel them to the next level. Mm. I like it. I like it. All right. Especially cat, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we could do about that guy. <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Stay tuned next week when we get into the big hitters, 11 to 20. Mm. And you may be shocked, but there's a certain king that's not in the top 10. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Like, subscribe. Thanks, everybody. Listen to People's Pod. We'll see you soon. Hopefully next week. We'll do our best. (laughs) Peace. Peace.